Today we're beginning a brand new series of messages that we're going to be in for the next uh, four weeks called Paper Walls. And here's the, the reasoning behind this series is that there are a lot of things that, in our lives that are worth carrying with us into the next season of life, into the next year of life. You know, good friends, they're worth taking with us. Good habits, they're worth taking uh, with us. But then there are some other things that are not so good. That, in fact, they really ought to just be left behind. They're not worth carrying from one season to the next. And one of those is excuses. And so for the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about excuses. And, and I think one of the things that would just be good for us to do is to get in the habit of leaving behind our excuses. Because excuses are kind of like paper walls. Some of you all have been wondering what this wall was doing back here. It's, it's kind of like paper walls. That from a distance, they look like real obstacles. They look like a real hindrance to, to whatever it is that you're trying to do. They look like something that's impenetrable, that's going to keep you um, away from it. But it's not. It's a paper wall. If you were to go over and poke a hole in it, you could. It, you know, in, in fact, from a distance, an excuse might look like an actual reason. An excuse might look like an actual reason. Now, I'll tell you, there's a reason why I can't throw a 97-mile-an-hour fastball. But there's no reason why I can't, and I'm not sure I want to finish that sentence for you because I don't know that I want to be that honest and transparent with you, right? There are just some things that there are no good reasons for that what we, we make excuses and we cover them as reasons. So excuses get passed off as reasons, and, and excuses easily become uh, because. In the real world, because is what we hear. Because all of us have some becauses that, that we habitually hide behind when we're trying to cover things up. It kind of sounds like this in, in real world conversation. Why don't you? Well, because. Well, why haven't you? Well, because. Why, why don't you just keep doing that? Well, because. Why, why don't you start doing that? Well, because. Why won't you stop doing that? Well, because. Why don't you just tell him? Well, because. Why don't you just tell her? Well, because. Because, because, because. We've all got becauses and excuses that pass themselves off as reasons. And then in our real world vocabulary, they, they just become these becauses. And you know, there's, a, there's really a, a, actually a fine line between a reason and an excuse. And, and one always disguises itself as the other. In fact, the way, that we talk, uh, the way that we talk about or refer to excuses when other people are, are making them up, it actually underscores this. Uh, what do we say when we think somebody's making up an excuse about something? We say just that, don't we? Hey, I think you're making an excuse. You're just, you're just making something up. In other words, you don't have any real reason. Uh, you, you're just passing these off as reasons. And so what we hear is because, 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 because. But the truth is, is that we say, hey, I see what's going on here. You, you're just making an excuse. Th this is just something that you're making up. And so we tell them, hey, quit making excuses. When, when other people are doing this, we say, quit making excuses. You're just making stuff up. You're fabricating things. You're inventing things. The implication is that you've created in your mind a, a paper wall. And you're trying to convince me that it's an actual wall, that there's an actual obstacle. But in your mind, it's just a, it's just a paper wall. And you're trying to pass it off as something real. What you're doing is you're dressing up an excuse as an attempt to pass it off as a reason. And this is... So easy to see it in our children. And if you've got grandkids and your grandchildren, it was so easy for our parents to see it in us when we lived at home. 
It's pretty easy to see it when our employees are doing it or, or when a friend is doing it or when a neighbor's doing it or a boss is doing it. In fact, it's so easy to see in other people. It's so easy to see in other people that some of you right now are thinking, hey, I know some people that I, want, that I work with that need to hear this series about excuses because I really want them to quit making excuses. Or maybe you're thinking, hey, I wonder how I get my kids to listen to this and if will they listen to it so that they can stop making excuses. It's so easy to see in other people that we hope everybody will recognize that those aren't real reasons, that they're just excuses, that they're just being disguised as reasons. And we can spot it in somebody else a mile away, but we can't see it in the mirror in the person six inches away. What, what we say is the reason. What we say is the reason is, is what we do. We say, well, the, the reason why I can't, the reason why I won't, the reason I, I should, right? When really we ought to be saying, well, my excuse is. Well, my excuse is. And so I thought just as we get started in this series, I, I thought this might uh, help us. It might make you a little feel, feel a little uncomfortable, but I want you to repeat after me. And just look straight ahead, all right? No, no like, elbowing your spouse or the person sitting next to you. No texting if you're, if you're watching online. Like, don't be texting somebody and, hey, I want you to hear this. I just want you to, to look straight ahead and, and just repeat after me. My excuse is... All right, let's try that again, because let's say it with a little conviction, too. My excuse is, all right, a little, little better. All right, let's try, let's try this. You know what, honey? My excuse is, all right, see, wouldn't that be more refreshing if that's how we talked with each other? Because you know, and you know this is how you know it would be refreshing because you would love to hear your spouse or your kid say that. Well, my excuse is, instead of just giving you some other reason, you, you say, well, well, you know, hey, son, why didn't you finish your homework? And he says, well, dad, my excuse is, well, well hey, at least we're dealing with reality now. At least we're on, on the same page. I might not like it, but at least we're being honest about where we're at. What if we, if, if nothing else, if we don't get anything else out of this series, what if we just quit disguising our excuses as reasons? And because what if, we, what if we just acknowledge, you know what, this isn't real. I've just made this up in my mind, and, and here's, here's the challenge. And here's the question that we're going to come back to over the next several weeks. And, and this is emotional, so I, I, I want you to just think about this. Is it possible? Is it possible? And I'm not accusing you because I don't know everybody's circumstances, all right? But is it possible? or at least you're willing to consider, that perhaps some of your reasons, some of your becauses, are actually just paper walls? Is it possible that they're actually just excuses, that they're just something that you've created? And, and the thing is, is you have a reason for the why you've created a paper wall. Okay, you, the, the excuse you present, it, it's an excuse, but there's a reason for why we make excuses, isn't it? And, and if we ever get back to the source of excuses, then, and deal with that, then maybe we'll eliminate some of those excuses, right? But, but there's, there's a reason for that. Maybe you've just constructed a paper wall, and, and maybe, maybe there's, the reason is somebody told you something in the past that somebody tried to label you as something, or somebody identified you a certain way, or somebody uh, wanted you to do something for them, and you didn't come through for them, and it's just like, oh, no, 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 I, I'm, I'm done with that. I'm done with that. I'm, I'm moving on. Like I'm not ever doing that again. And it's just become an excuse. It's become a paper wall that, that you don't think you can go through with that anymore. Is it possible? And I think this is all of us at some level. 
Is it possible that you've invented reasons to defend certain behaviors, certain reactions, certain overreactions? It's, you know, why, why do you always overreact? Anybody ever asked their wife that? Why do you always overreact? Don't raise your hand. And, and don't talk about this later at, home, at church or at home, okay? It's like, why do you always overreact? And it's like, well, I'll tell you why I always overreact. And then here's the because or the excuse. It's like, why do you always do this? Well, I'll tell you why. And then here's the excuse. And let me just say, I think those are paper walls. And look, you've got a reason for why you've constructed this paper wall, because we're rational people, right? We, 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 don't, we have to have a, a because. We can't just say, you know, I don't know why I do this. I have no idea, but, but that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to make an, an excuse. And, and we have this, this um, because. Is it possible that you've created a, a paper wall or an excuse for why you procrastinate about certain things, or why you neglect certain things, or why you avoid certain things? Or is it possible that you've created a paper wall on why you avoid certain kinds of people, right? Certain people, certain kinds of events, circumstances, opportunities. You just, you avoid those because you don't want to be hemmed in by, by those things. It, it's so hard to look in the mirror and admit that, that, that we see it in everybody else. Like, I can see when my kids are making an excuse, but I don't see it in myself. I see when you all... Make excuses for why you can't serve in a ministry, right? I see it, but I don't see it in myself when I say, you know what, I'm going to pass on this opportunity. I, I, it's so hard for us to see it in the mirror and admit that, that it's me. We want to say it's something out there. Something other than me is causing me to, to make an excuse. Something out there. And the moment we decide it's something out there, the moment I decide it's something out there, I begin constructing a wall. And I think I'm protecting myself, right? We, we think by the excuses that we make, we're protecting ourselves. We're keeping ourselves from, from something. And the reality is, is we are keeping ourselves from something because we're kind of hemming ourselves in. We're boxing ourselves in. And I'm, I'm keeping myself from opportunities. The excuses you make may be keeping you from opportunities. They might be keeping you from relationships, maybe better relationships, because of something that you just won't admit to yourself. And you know what happens? I won't sounds like, well, I can't. Anybody hear that? If, if you're a school teacher, you probably hear that. I won't, and it's not I won't, it's I can't. Um, but, but you're not going to say I won't, will you? Nobody says that. Nobody says I, I won't. They just say I can't. I'm afraid to try because that's really what they're saying. And I'm afraid to try sounds like, well, that's just not my thing. Anybody ever hear that excuse? It's just, that's just not my thing. No, what, what, what it is is I'm afraid to try, and I'm not going to say that. So I'm just going to say that's not my thing. And after a while, this becomes reality. This becomes reality. All the things that we say that are in our everyday vocabulary. Think about all the things that you say, all the words that you say on a daily basis. How much of the things that we say, things like, I can't, or it's just not my thing, or I'll, I'll pass this time. How many of those things are actually excuses, they're paper walls that we have constructed in our own minds. Again, it's an excuse, it's a reason, I've manufactured it, and it's because I hide behind that, and you hide behind it, and we all have these things. And so here's the thing, do you know what's on the other side of that? Do you know what's on the other side of life without excuses? No, we don't know. We just think we know, right? We just think we know, that's why we make the excuses, because we don't want to go through with what life might look like on the other side of that. And because we think we know, we're like, well, I'm too afraid, or I can't do that, or I'm not talented enough, or I didn't get an education, I don't know anybody, whatever. You know, we all have these excuses. So, so let me, again, just ask, is it possible? And I want you to think about this. 
Is it possible that you're missing out on something because you've walled yourself in? Is it possible that, that you, a because, your, your because is actually just an excuse? And again, you don't accept these from your children, do you? If your kids say this or your grandkids say that, you call them out for it, right? You say, that's an excuse. You don't accept these from the people that you care about, the people that you work with. Why in the world would we accept it from the people in the mirror? When we look in the mirror, we're standing six inches away from that person. Why would we accept those kind of excuses from that person? The person that we should know the best, right? And we don't accept it from other people. And maybe, maybe and this is probably the most important question I'm going to ask today, is why are we talking about this in church? And that's what some of you all are thinking, right? When's he going to get to the point? Why are we talking about this in church? Here's why. There's a relationship. This is why we're talking about this, because there's a relationship between your ability, not your willingness, but your ability. And I want to be clear about this. There's a relationship between your ability to follow Jesus and your willingness to push through your paper walls and acknowledge that your reasons are excuses, that your becauses are actually excuses. There's a relationship between your ability to follow Jesus and your willingness to push through those paper walls and acknowledge those excuses. And, and the reason I say that is because our excuses compete for the lordship of our lives. And, an excuse can become your king, an excuse can become your master, an excuse can become your boss, because you know what excuses do? Excuses tell you what you can't do. Well, you can't do that. You shouldn't try that. You shouldn't, you shouldn't try this. You shouldn't do that again, right? You shouldn't talk to him. You shouldn't talk to her. You shouldn't apologize. You shouldn't acknowledge that. And it's, you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that and you shouldn't do all of these things. And the next thing you know, your excuses are telling you what to do. The next thing you know, the excuses are your king. They're sitting on the throne of your life. And if you're a Christian, you could spend the rest of your life singing about King Jesus and serving king excuses. Because let me tell you what's on the other side of this. And I know the answer to this, so you, so you don't have to answer this out loud, okay? And I hope I'm not insulting anybody. But do you, do you want excuses to be the boss of you? No, of course not. Nobody wants excuses to be the boss of you. But they will be. They will be until we acknowledge that they're not reasons. That, that the reasons we claim that they're not real, that they're just, they're just becauses. They're just paper walls that we've constructed in our minds. That we're making stuff up. And look, I want to be fair, okay? There are reasons why we make things up. There, there's some things behind the, the excuses that we make. There, there's some things, you know, maybe inside of me that cause me to blame something outside of me. But either way, regardless of the reason, regardless of, of the cause, regardless of the fact that if I heard your story, I would say, oh my goodness, you know, I, I get it. I understand why, you, why you're hesitant about that or why you make excuses about that. You've got all kinds of paper walls when it comes to, to relationships or money or sexuality or any other topic. Look, I get it. I, I understand your story. But in spite of all of that, you don't want excuses to be the boss of you. you. You don't want to get to the end of your life and look back and think, good grief. I spent my whole life behind this stupid paper wall. There was nothing other than something that I made up based on what somebody told me or based on something that somebody called me or, or something that I heard, something that I read, something that I was afraid of. So, in the New Testament, in the book of Hebrews... There's a, there's a verse that I think talks about this very thing. And, and it's, a, it's a very popular verse. In fact, if you've been a Christian for a long time, you probably know this verse. You've probably memorized this verse. Um, but you've probably never thought about it in the context of excuses. 
And so I want to take a, a moment just to, to look at this, because in, in the book of Hebrews, the author, we don't know who wrote it, is trying to get some Jewish Christians to not use the difficult time that they're going through as an excuse to quit following Jesus. Because they're, they're following Jesus, and they've hit some bumps in the road, and life's not easy for them. There's some difficult things going on. And so the author is saying, hey, hey, look, 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 please, please, please don't give up. Don't give up following Jesus because of all of these difficult things that are going on. That's not a good reason. That, that, that really, you're, you're just making an excuse. And so in the midst of this conversation, in the midst of this document, he gives a general principle that whether you're a believer or not, a Christian or not, is, is just great advice. And here's what he says. He says, look, I know, I know what's going on. I know you've got a lot of reasons. I know you, you, you've got a reason for why you're manufacturing these and fabricating these excuses. But, but let us, and, and this is so good, he says, let us throw off everything that hinders let us throw off everything that hinders. And, and as you think about the future, as you think about moving forward, he says, I want you to throw off anything that hinders you. And, and, and the sort of analogy he's using is it's a sports analogy. He's talking about running. He says, anything that hinders you from, from running, from running this race, from staying in your lane, you, you just need to get rid of it. If it's going to slow you down, if it's going to hold you back, just get rid of it. Throw it off. Rid yourself of every encumbrance. Rid yourself of anything that's an impediment that trips you up. And as sort of an example, he says, he says, let us throw off everything and the sin that so easily entangles. Now, here's something interesting. The, the word sin, if you follow Jesus through the Gospels, Jesus is very specific about what sin is. And he doesn't give a list. He doesn't say, like, here's four things not to do or here's five things that you should do. He doesn't do that. He, he, but he's very consistent about what sin is. And so if you read through the Gospels, here's what you'll find sin is. Is that sin is anything that hurts you or hurts somebody else. Which makes sense. Because if God so loved the world, and the, the implication is the people in the world, right? If God so loved the world, then he wouldn't want people to hurt other people. And he wouldn't want you to hurt yourself. And so, so like a good parent, when you see uh, somebody doing something to one of your kids, or you see one of your kids doing something to their brother or sister that, that hurts them, you're not upset because they broke the rule, are you? You're upset because they, they hurt their brother or sister. And so, so you know, you, you go out and you talk to them and maybe going forward you say, hey, there, there's going to be a rule about this, like you don't do this. But, but the reason that you're in trouble is because you hurt your brother, you hurt your sister, you hurt somebody else. And if you hurt yourself from God's perspective, who loves you, that's a sin. Look, lying is a sin. Lying is a sin because you know what lying does? Lying breaks a relationship. You can't have a real relationship with somebody that lies to you. Lying breaks a relationship, and anything that breaks relationship uh, breaks God's heart because God is all about relationships. And so lying is a sin. And guess what? Lying to yourself is a sin. Lying to yourself is a sin because lying hurts you. An excuse, if you want to look at it from this perspective, an excuse is really just a lie that we tell ourselves about ourselves. You know, I can't. I'm not good enough. I tried. I, I don't, you know. An excuse is just a lie that we tell ourselves about the person in the mirror, about ourselves. And when we lie to ourselves, we hurt ourselves. And when we hurt ourselves, we are sinning against ourselves and we're sinning against God. And so when the author here of Hebrews says, I want you to get rid of anything that's an impediment to, to you running your race and the sin that entangles you, it includes this. It includes making excuses. It includes lying to yourself. In fact, some of you have lied to yourself for so long that you've got so many paper walls in your mind and in your head that you know what you really ought to do when you go home today? You ought to go look at yourself in the mirror, and this is probably going to be odd for you, but maybe it'll help. 
is that you ought to apologize to yourself. You ought to apologize for all of the lies that you've been telling yourself for so many years. You should go home and you should do that. And you say, you know what, I've been, I've been lying to you. Look in the mirror. Look at the person in the mirror and say, I've been lying to you. And I've been holding you back and I've been making up things and I've been calling them reasons, but they're not a reason. I've got all of these becauses, but I've been lying to you and I'm not going to lie anymore. I'm not going to lie to you anymore. I promise never to do it again. Because those aren't reasons. Those are just stuff, things that I've made up and I and and I'm standing here behind it like this, you know, behind it, and I can't move forward, and it's it's just a because. You know, I believe in something and telling me something that's just not true. It's just an excuse. I've made it up and, and I've lived my whole life standing behind this paper wall, afraid to peek my head around the corner to see what life actually might be like. And so he says, the writer says, Come on, you gotta throw all of that off. You gotta get a you gotta get rid of all of that, throw off everything that hinders you and the sin that so easily entangles you. In other words, no more excuses. No more excuses. And he says, and once you do that, you're going to be free. Kind of back to the running thing. He says, you're going to be free to run. He says, you're going to be free to run. You know, when you read the Bible, there are points in time where, where like, I, I feel like, man, if like there was music, if there was a soundtrack, you know, when you're watching a movie and, and you get to this real emotional point in the, in the movie and you kind of hear the background music start, like this would be a moment, I think, where the background music would start, where, where, where the writer is saying, hey, you got to get rid of all the sin that so easily entangles, you got to throw all of that off. And then he says this, he says, and, and let us run with perseverance or, or, or endurance. The race that's marked out for us. Let us run. If you throw off everything that entangles you, the sin that holds you back, the, the excuses that hinder you, if you get rid of all of that stuff, you're going to be able to run the race that God has marked out for you. And this is, a, this is a fascinating thing that I think we all just ought to come back to and think about. Because all of us, if you grew up in the church or you're a Christian, you believe that God has a plan for you, right? You, you believe that God has a purpose for your life. I don't know any Christian that I've ever met that says, well, you know, I know, I, I just don't know, think God has any plan for my life or has any purpose for my life. Now, there are people, I've met plenty of people who say, I don't know what that purpose or plan is. But we all have this idea that God loves us, and because He loves us, there's a plan for us. And the author is saying, look, I want you to run this race. This race that we're talking about, that's God's plan for you. That's God's purpose for you. Your race is your purpose. And, and so it, it's yours specifically. And if you're not a Jesus follower, if you're, if you're not a Christian, you can tell your friends at work this. If you're not a, they're not a Christian, look, they still have goals, right? They still have an idea of what life should look like, a, a mental picture of what they want their life to look like, uh, goals for their future and for their family. And so the author is saying, look, look, don't lose. Don't lose your own race. Don't lose your own race because of things that, that you blame on, on other things that weren't even real to begin with. Quit making excuses uh, on why you can't run your race. It's your race. And you're going to lose your own race because of a paper wall that, that's holding you back. So just get rid of it, right? Just get rid of anything that holds you back so that you can at least run and compete and complete the race that God has laid out for you. And what he says next is such a huge idea. And in fact, this could be a message all in itself, um, but it's not going to be today anyway. He says this, and some of you are like, thank goodness, right? He says, you need to quit focusing on yourself. And we hear that and we're like, what? Yeah, you need to quit focusing on yourself. If you live for yourself, you only have yourself to show for yourself, right? At the end of your life, if you've only lived for yourself, what do you have to show for it? You. 
live for yourself and you only have yourself to show. People who, who build paper walls, and again, nobody really does this on purpose, but people who build paper walls and live behind paper walls, they rarely ever make a big difference. Notice, and think about this, think about the people that you know. People who make excuses all of the time, they rarely make a difference. You notice that? People who live behind paper walls and make excuses, even though, even though we buy their reasons, at the end of the day, they rarely make much of a difference. Because paper walls, they, they keep you and they keep me from being engaged. Paper walls, they, they make us small, they make us self-absorbed. Paper walls, they rob you and, and they rob others. And, and paper walls rob the people around you. And here's a harsh reality, and, and this is not super deep, but, and you might not even agree with it, and that's okay. But excuses, excuses, not, not always, but, but maybe more times than we'd ever want to admit. Excuses are often selfishness designed as humility or disguised as humility. Excuses are often selfishness disguised as humility. You, you know, somebody says something to you, gives you an opportunity, and you say, hey, thanks for the opportunity, but I'm busy. Liar. No, you're not. You sound so humble when you say that, right? You look so humble, but the reality is, is you're just afraid. Sometimes our excuses, they come across as humility when it's anything but. And one more thing, and this is so powerful. And many of you have heard this verse, this passage from Hebrews, you know, your whole life. You've memorized it. So, so let me just read the whole thing. He says, let us throw everything that off that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. And notice, there's no period here, just the same sentence. He says, fixing. That's the next word, fixing. It's a participle. As you go, fixing your eyes on Jesus. You know what that means? It's literally looking away to Jesus. Looking away to Jesus. Looking away from our excuses. Literally looking away from our fears. Literally looking away from the lack of opportunity or the lack of resources or the failure in the past. Maybe even a disability. Looking away and fixing our eyes on Jesus. And when we do that, and this is so powerful, when we fix our eyes on Jesus, when we talk about following Jesus, when you choose to follow Jesus, you will eventually have to stop manufacturing excuses. If you're really going to follow Jesus, if you're going to decide to follow Jesus, Jesus will lead you through all of those paper walls. He will expose them for you. If you're going to follow Jesus, you will eventually have to stop manufacturing excuses. Because you'll eventually have to stop lying to the people around you and to yourself. We'll stop hiding behind all of the, the why nots, you know. And, and I, this, I know it's kind of a little hokey, but, it, but it's true. We'll, instead of hiding behind the why nots, we'll start asking the why nots. Why not forgive? Why not initiate that conversation? Why not try again? Why not sign up? Why not finish my education? Why not just pay off that debt? Why not just be honest with her or just be honest with him? Why not? And when you follow Jesus... He's going to lead you through all of that nonsense. And what was so scary for you, what, what shut you down one minute, the next minute is going to be an opportunity. Because He loves you. Maybe that's what you need to hear most, of, most importantly today, is that Jesus loves you, regardless of the excuses that you make. Regardless of, of the excuses that you've put forward in your life. Regardless of all the paper walls that might have boxed you in. He loves you. And the people who do the most good in the world are often the people who have the most reasons not to. 
Aren't those the stories we like? I mean, they, they had people that do good, and they actually had real reasons, not just a paper wall, not just an excuse. They had a real reason not to do something, but, but they went ahead and they did it anyway, and they accomplished something great in the world. It's like, look what they did. You know, they, they, they didn't focus all of their time and energy on all of the reasons why they couldn't do something. They just went with it and they did it. There's a, there's a video on one of the sermon illustration sites that I, that I use a lot. And it's a, it's, a, it's a little music video, and I'm, I might have even shown it before, but it's, um, it's a story about a little boy who was born um, without any hand, without basically any arms, and without any legs. I mean, he, do, he doesn't have arms from like elbow down and knee down. He doesn't have any legs. And the story is, and, and the video is all about all of the things that he's been able to do. He runs and swims competitively. Think about that. How many people do you know without any arms or legs are running or swimming competitively? Like they had, there's a real reason, right? Like if, if you were to put him in a pool and say, and he said, I can't swim, nobody would balk at that, right? We'd all say, yeah, we get it, right? You don't have any legs. You don't have any arms. And yet he has found a way to swim and run competitively, so much so that he earned a college scholarship for a swim team. And that's incredible. That's incredible. You know, you know what that tells me? It says that there's, there's no excuse really that I could make that's better than that. That should keep me from doing what I should be doing. There's no reason why I can't. Instead of hiding behind the, the idea that I don't have arms and I don't have legs. He went out and he's, he, he runs marathons. I mean, he, he does these uh, triathlon, these mud races and stuff. I mean, it's incredible the things he's been able to do. All because he said, you know what, I'm not going to let this hold me back. I'm not going to live behind a paper wall. I'm not going to let my, my disabilities be an excuse for me not to be able to live life and enjoy life. And I think far too many of us, I think far too many of us, we, we have boxed ourselves in behind these paper walls when all we really need to do is just start poking some holes through them. Start need to come around the paper walls and look at what life could be like and just stop making excuses because most of the excuses, most of them, that we've manufactured in our heads are exactly that. They're manufactured. They're fabricated. Look, there's a relationship between our ability to run our race with endurance and our willingness, and it's willingness. It's not ability. It's our willingness to acknowledge that we're living behind paper walls. There's an undeniable relationship between your ability to become what you want to be and to fulfill your potential in Christ. There are relations, there's a relationship between that and your willingness to acknowledge excuses for what they are. And that's whether you're a Christian or not. Like that's just good life advice, right? Really. But for Christians, it's even more than that. There's a relationship between our ability, not our willingness, our ability to follow Jesus and our willingness to acknowledge an excuse for what it really is. Something that hinders us. We all need to just shut down the excuse factory. We all need to just get in the habit of saying, well, the reason, okay, not the reason, my excuse is, right? Well, because, well, my excuse is. Well, I've never been. Well, up until now, my excuse has been. Because excuses, they just weigh you down. They hold you back. They rob you of the potential. And you know what? They make, they make you small. They make us small. They make us self-centered when we, we try to pass it off as humility. Look, there are some things worth carrying forward season to season. Good friends and good habits. But excuses? 
Excuses aren't one of them. They need to be left behind. They need to be left behind, and if you choose to leave them behind, you will be better off. And if you choose to leave them behind, your, your family will be better off. Your future family will be better off. Your church will be better off. And if we all decide to leave them behind, the world will be better place because we will be free to follow our Savior instead of saying no for reasons that are no reason at all. So let's shut down the excuse factory. Let's move beyond our paper walls. And next week in part two of this series, I'm going to start telling you the process of, of how to do that. So don't miss next week because we're going to start talking about the how-to, right? This is the, the intro. But next week is the how-to, how we start moving beyond paper walls, beyond the excuses that hold us back. And I'm telling you, there's life on the other side of that that's great and has purpose and meaning. So let me pray for us and then we'll stand and sing.